0: Hello and welcome to Tampa Tantrum, episode the fifty-five.
1: The fifty-five.
0: The fifty-five. Number
1: fifty-five.
0: Interesting facts about fifty-five? Got no, nothing. Nothing at all. Like Not...
1: honestly, we googled beforehand too. Like we were, we were like, whoa, it's 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 an interesting number, right? Fifty-five hmm. should be, should be something interesting there. Nothing. It's two fives. Yeah, five Seems by eleven.
0: Five by eleven. Um, my name is Stephen Layton. And I am joined by the wonderful, the amazing, the interesting, the Mm. the gonna-do-all-the-work Jen Ruglo.
1: Oh, see, I think the last one there is probably the most accurate, unfortunately.
0: I don't know, you're pretty
1: amazing. Eh. Anyway, moving on. Yes, I'm here. I'm not Colin Harmon, anyway. Are you
0: taking over? Because, like, honestly, like, me and Colin just don't even get asked to do them. No, you just go do them.
1: Well, you're both busy. I'm not
0: busy. Busy doing nothing.
1: Well I, don't
0: know. <laughs> I listen to yours and Kaz's Yeah. Um, very, very good. Oh, I thank f- you. I fear for my own job. Don't.
1: Um, I don't I like <laughs> I I'm happy to do these sometimes. I get really worried when I end up doing a lot of them. I'm like, I'm not as engaging as the guys are. You guys are just like funnier, I don't know. It's just yeah, I'd I'd rather have you guys do them. But like Colin's on holiday and people Another
0: holiday. Like how many holidays does that man need? Lots. He has just opened a shop.
1: He has, and he's writing a book. And Dublin is coming, and like there's so many. And he just finished his post-grad-y thing. didn't He has. He, he, he has. His last assignment. Yeah.
0: No. And, and um, that's been lots and lots of work. But you can't say he's doing a book and that because that is part of his postgrad. Oh, is as it? As well. Yeah. Oh, is it?
1: Is yeah. And
0: stuff? It is. It is. He's decided to do two birds with one oh, stone. Is that clever, man? Yeah. He is a man that likes to kill birds. <laughs> Spread that around, your <laughs> dress. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> um yeah no the new I mean the new shot before we move on from that like i i it's nice to be able to talk about it without Colin here, okay, um, because uh-huh. yeah, you well, you know
1: it's pretty clever, I don't
0: want to say it to him because his head'll get really big, but it's pretty unusual, yeah. um, you've been in two too, haven't you?
1: I've seen sketches and I've been, I've been sort of like in and out of it, but not since it's officially opened, so... Remarkable. Just completely
0: different to a coffee shop. It is yeah. not a coffee shop. Anybody who's coming to Dublin who's expecting a coffee shop in the this second location will be sorely disappointed. But in a if, good way? Yeah, 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 no, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, you can get coffee, you yeah. can buy cups of coffee, there's no seats... Um, there's some seats outside, and Dublin's renowned for its hot, sunny weather. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Especially in June. Actually, I think I, I was yeah. looking at this because of coffee throwing, and it's like there's more rain in June than there than there are other times of the year. Like it's more likely to rain in June, which is just you know stupendous. For, well, this
0: is good advice for people coming: is to bring bring a rain mac with you.
1: No, no, no! Don't bring a rain mac because here's the deal: if you walk around Dublin in a rain mac and wellies, people are going to know you're not from Dublin. That is, like, the ultimate marker of someone who's not from there.
0: Have you seen the people that go to WBC? They're going to know they're not from Dublin.
1: Okay, fair enough. But, like, it is a thing. Like, that's yeah. usually... Or or if you bring an umbrella, because inevitably the, the strong wind will knock your umbrella out of shape and you'll just be very sad and wandering around with a blown-out umbrella, kind of like um, Mary Poppins. And it's, it's just... Yeah, it's... Very noticeable.
0: We're making it sound a very desolate place, aren't we? <laughs> we are brought to you by the Irish Tourist Board. <laughs> so,
1: but it's amazing. But like, when it's raining, it's just raining. You just have to sort of put up with it, like...
0: Yeah. No, no, it, and, and, and kind of, you just get kind of used to it. I mean, I just expect it now, so whenever I go... Yeah. But yeah, then at the new shop, it's 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 a, uh, a showroom for coffee equipment. Mm-hmm. So you forget your scales or something disappears. Yeah. It's a very good place to go and buy such things. Cool. Um... The training space I know is being booked up by lots of people mm-hmm. competing, so they have a, a training space in there. But they've also got like um, I don't know, a showroom for yeah. Simonelli equipment, and Let's you see. can go and look at Black Eagles in a multitude of colours.
1: I was actually going to ask you about that because that's that's evoked some pretty strong responses from people anytime they see the, the picture of the pink and yellow, and it's either, oh my god, that's incredible, it's amazing, I want one like it, or it's like. What have you done?
0: So I had a conversation with Colin about this kind of like because I, I actually really like it. I, yeah. I'm on the like it side, but um, the reason they went for those colours. Oh, go on.
1: Oh no, I was just, I was just gonna jump in. I was like, this is coming from a man who's wearing a t-shirt with illustrations of cheeseburgers on it. I like cheeseburgers too. I'm just I'm just saying. Mm.
0: Maybe you know. should put a link to the cheeseburgers in the show notes.
1: No. A <laughs> link to the donut shirt because that Ooh. that more closely resembles the machine in question. But, yes. You know. Um.
0: But yeah, the reason for doing that pink machine was um, kind of, not everybody knows that they can do custom colours. Yeah. And you can be fairly sure that pink one's not off the shelf. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. No, so uh, it's just, I'm really excited to see how the shop works out because it's just not I've never seen anything like it. Like, you normally go to a coffee shop and yeah. you know what to expect. You get a yeah. comfy area to sit in sometimes. You get some tables, some chairs, yeah. um, and lots of baristas walking around and maybe some food and stuff like that. And, and it's just, it breaks all of the rules. So it'd be really interesting to see how it works out. And I'll also be interested to see people who come to WBC, kind of their, what they think of it. I kind of see... Mm and this happens in coffee and it's a good thing it happens in coffee but i expect to see replicas of these kind of uh, over the you know happening in different cities over yeah. the world because the main aim of it is to make people take bags of coffee home okay um it it appears to me i mean mm-hmm. I, I, this is something i haven't talked to him so maybe i should but um you know yeah. it's really to to promote you taking a bag of coffee home mm-hmm. and having a a way of brewing it which you know, something I've advocated for a long time, just because of the way yeah. we sell stuff, yeah. um, and I just think it's really exciting to have a shop to do that and to see whether there are enough people that want to want to buy such things. Yeah. And so no, it's good. It's good. I think people coming to Dublin will be really impressed with. Um, just the, the variety of shops. I kind of yeah. feel there's lots of, you know, like we've, we've talked uh, talked in the past, and go back to the Jair podcast if you want to. <laughs> I'm just going to repeat some stuff here. But, you know, uh. you've somewhere like the Fumbly, and mm-hmm. it's completely different, again, to a, any other coffee shop I can really think of, um, particularly in Europe. I think if yeah. you go down to Australia and places like yeah. that, you might yeah. find some that are, are, are similar, but it's definitely got its own unique take on it. Um, and and I think we're just seeing more and more of that. It's yeah. kind of it's kind of good to have some diversity. You know, specialty coffee is um, we're very good at copying what Starbucks do. Yes, um, yeah. you know, as in, as in our decor and our layouts and our and our settings, and um, that's why consumers, when they come in, get confused that we don't do soy lattes with extra mm-hmm. caramel, you know, and all of those things, is because yeah. they walk into somewhere that looks like a chain, um, and and I'm just I'm excited to see things that don't look like chains and look like their own places. Um, I, I, I was in Ireland last weekend.
1: Yes, you were. And I
0: know it's something we're going to talk about. I mean, we, we did this thing called Lit Fest, which is a food festival in Cork. And a
1: Beautiful place in Cork. It's one of my favorite places in the world. It's incredible.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it was absolutely yeah. amazing. I, like the the location was beautiful. The weather was nice. Yeah, like it was it was it was excellent. Because
1: it's, it's not June.
0: Yes, because it's not June. <laughs> but um, it within the within the Lit Fest talk, uh, there was there was me, there was Colin, uh, there was uh, from Golden Bean. It is oh my God, I'm such a bad person. I was talking to him for ages too. It's going to come back to me. Yeah, um, just let it sit for a bit. Yeah, and and Joanna from Drop, who's also been on one of these, and and we, we were just talking about that the specialty industry is still very young. Mm. And if you think about, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going. I'm going to go in Europe for specialty coffee. Okay. I think we're probably about really. 13, 14 years old as an industry. Mm-hmm. Yes, there were pioneers before that, but when it really kind of started to take off, you know, kind of pin that back to 2004, 2005, 2006, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. And and if you're a teenager and you're looking for your own, um, your own skin mm-hmm. and your own uh, kind of personality and things, mm-hmm. you tend to copy. And it's yeah. only when you get to kind of, 14, 15, 16, where you actually start to find your own style and the own things that you'll put into it. Like you'll have cheeseburger t-shirts and things <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. and, and, and I just think that's where specialty coffee's at a little bit now, that we've copied, we've copied our peers around us mm-hmm. and we've done those things. And I'm just, I, I really hope the next five, 10 years, we actually start to grow into our own skin a lot more yeah. and we start to become um, grown up about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like...
1: That's a really interesting take on it. And actually, that sort of puts a bunch of things sort of into perspective for me. Like, You know me. I'm super whingy about lots of stuff that's happening right now in coffee.
0: Can you tell me the right answer to say to that? Do I say yes or no? You say yes. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. I, if yes. I'm, if I'm admitting <laughs> this.
1: <laughs> this happens a lot. But yeah, I get I get super whingy about sort of things. It's like what is what I feel is important to people versus what... Um, I think should be important and stuff like that, or like how things have been handled, or how things are discussed, and sort of like what picks up and what doesn't. And the minute you said teenager, I went, oh fuck yeah, that's actually where we are. Uh, and yeah, did you I, cuss on a podcast? <gasps> oh, no. Jen said a cuss word. Well, yes. You know, Colin's not here. Somebody's got to do it. Exactly. Um, but that actually puts a lot into perspective. And and the only thing that makes me sad about that is that. I think it actually takes longer than to get to 16 17 18 i think actually we're looking at late 20s before we really figure out who we
0: are i I, I, I do i i I agree with that but i just think that it's the time it's like we're going to see this time of change Mm -hmm. and i and i'm i'm really excited to see what it brings because um you know that confidence to actually do something out of the box that's not normal that's not Mm -hmm. what everybody else is doing um I, I i just want to see more of that i i really do i kind of hate that i hate this like vanilla kind of thing that we do with coffee shops in particular mm-hmm. um I, and and i think the other thing that we find a little bit with a teenager and i'm yeah. going to keep using this analogy because you said it was a good thing and that happens very rarely <laughs> but yeah. but like as a teenager you tend to talk about yourself a lot yes so you don't have a perspective of other people's feelings, thoughts, and all mm-hmm. the rest of it. And a big bone of contention with, with me is that you go into a coffee shop, and a lot of the time the coffee shop want to tell you about their coffee, they want to tell you about this, they want to tell you about that. All, all about them. Mm-hmm. And like the customer really... I would say 95% of customers don't give a stuff. Yeah, like They want something delicious. Mm-hmm. They want something really nice served to them well. Mm-hmm. But they don't necessarily uh, need... the the lecture, the background info. If they want it, it's our job to pick up on it that they may want that and they want to search for it. But I don't think we need to constantly talk about ourselves. And I hope that as we grow into those later years, we actually stop gonna bet ourselves a bit more. Look at my lovely machine. Look at my lovely coffee. Look where this is from. This is a geisha. You know, like, (laughs) like, I don't want to hear that when I go in a coffee shop. Like, I I went, I was in a coffee shop on Sunday and like, I just had some lovely food and a lovely coffee and I left and I
1: was very happy with what I got. I'm sorry, are you sure you're not turning into Stephen Morrissey because this sounds very familiar (laughs) to a talk that was given in Antwerp.
0: But this is also, you know, as you get, Older in the coffee industry, yes. I think my needs in a coffee shop have changed yeah. dramatically. You know, dr- dramatically,
1: dramatically, dramatically,
0: dramatically, and drastically. <laughs> <laughs> I was coming up with a new word. That's
1: good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, dramatically,
0: where I don't need to be edutained. I'm so I, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I need I need different things from it. Yeah, and, and this is because I, my needs have changed because. Great you're going to tell me about your lovely coffee that you've sourced from from somewhere else. I could tell you about a lovely coffee I sourced and we can have like a battle off and we can like yeah. so. and I don't I just want yeah. a nice coffee yeah. and a nice environment and to feel well looked after. Um so I, I I I'm I've been thinking a lot about this stuff and particularly since the the lit fest in Cork uh, was just like it's rattling round in my head. Yeah. Um and I, it was really good. That podcast is going to be coming out as a podcast as well that we yes. talked. Yes, banter. Yes.
1: And I, yeah, they they did come up with that name first, but I mean, it's like a general Irish thing, like crack. I mean, banter is it's just a thing. Yeah. So, yeah. um, we didn't really steal it from them. I promise. Or if we did, it was Colin's fault. It was definitely Colin's fault. But anyway, yeah, yeah Jim Carroll's banter. That was that yeah. was where it was recorded. Otherwise, we would have we might have thrown that up as a podcast. That would have been fun. But um. I think it would have been it was really interesting it was an interesting panel especially because of the perspective that like you and Colin and Joanna have sort of all working sort of in and around each other and and being related and yet unrelated um, and very much doing your own things um, but then also having sort of someone else who has a completely different style of business there and that's I mean exactly what I loved about the the Q&A session that we just put up this past Monday which is that you had all these roasters with completely different businesses and backgrounds but all sort of you know they're the story is still kind of the same in a sense, but also very different. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that that's what we call in the business a segue, and I really like that segue back <laughs> into talking about that. And if you don't mention the word segue, it doesn't actually stick out as a segue. No, maybe we
1: should maybe stop Maybe I should stop that.
0: saying segue. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, I, I remember that talk quite clearly, and I remember, like, I, I, so I... I'm normally the one hosting those things. Yeah. And I've got lots of things I wanna put in. But I remember on that one wanting to be quiet an awful lot because yeah. you've got Patrick Rolf Carlson, you'd got uh, Tim Wendelbo and then you've got Stefan Cataldi yeah. who couldn't be more different as operators so you got Stefan who I think he will agree he's he's still a very small roaster Mm -hmm. uh, furnishing lots of local people in his area you've got somebody like uh, Patrick who is uh, employed to manage the roastery and and to do those things so it's not necessarily his but has a a far more international reach Mm -hmm. but then you've got somebody like Tim who has a far far more international reach and has his finger in many many other pies and many many years of experience you know you've got somebody who started in the early 2000s You've got somebody who started in the late 2000s. You've got somebody who started in the early, you know, early teens of, yeah. uh, of the year. So listening to those guys talk about their dis- perspectives on stuff, you know, where you've know, you got Tim saying, yeah, well, I'll just yeah, everything's direct. I'm buying it from here. And then you've got Stefan saying, well, I have to buy everything from importers because there's no way I can move that. Yeah. And then you've got somebody like Patrick who has a mixture of the two in there. Yeah. Um, and and it was, I thought it was a really, really good uh, panel discussion. Sometimes those things fall on their arse. Yeah. Like, I, think, I think we could be fair. It's fair to say we've not always been happy with those that we put out um, yeah. they could have been different or better they're good but they could have been different yeah, yeah, or better yeah. and, and they do tend to have a life of their own that they go in their own direction
1: Yes, they can be very hard to moderate, I think, for you sometimes and, mm. and often. I don't know how many people have been to the live events, but like if you see Steve with the the little earpiece that so he's not part of the Secret Service or on a security detail, that's actually usually me screaming in his ear that he needs to move on or he needs to ask more questions or we've got this question from the audience or whatever. And like there have been panels in the past where I'm, like, I'm just sitting there going... What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And it's not it's not because of it, it's just it's really hard because you have so many different people with different personalities and and so many different different things that they want to say or you, you get audience questions. I can't i know i give maxwell a lot of shtick whenever we post something up but i swear to god every single time we've done something there's been a question about water and i completely blame it on him and chris um because sometimes it's not even relevant to what people were talking about and then all of a sudden we find ourselves talking about water now in antwerp of course we we did have reason to talk about water but um yeah i think they are they are quite difficult to see but that panel in particular um that one just worked. It yeah. just—it was. I think it was the right people. It was sort of the the right audience, and and just sort of just everything just sort of came together, and it was really interesting and fascinating. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, the the banter thing at Lit Fest again. Just going back to yeah. that one. Water came up in that one, and I of just it. and I just groaned. I'm just like. Oh. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I make, uh, I make green things go brown. Yeah. That does not give me any qualification to talk about uh, uh, the molecular structure and com- composition of water and, and its impact on extraction. But yeah, it came up again and, yeah. and, and and it is something that always comes up. So if you go and watch that, um, th- that panel discussion, I don't think we mentioned water once, so it's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, they did in the in the one with Patrick and. Did we? Yeah, oh, well, because somebody asked about water for cupping versus roasting for different waters and things like that. Like oh, it, no, that, it definitely oh, comes up. Like it, it, even don't go and
0: watch it. Then it's awful. <laughs> I'll just skip it, like give it a no. miss, next week's will be better, I promise.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: Who have we got coming up, actually, in the in uh, the talk soon? Because I know like, we're still going through uh, Paris. Well, we have
1: our last Paris talk right. after this, so yes. um, it's going to be the afternoon panel discussion, so that'll be um, Katie, Katie and Morton, Morton and Klaus.
0: Yes, yes. So
1: that's also a very good one, I think. It's, it's basically the Klaus
0: show, though, I seem to remember.
1: Well, how can it
0: not be the Klaus <sighs> show? It's still one of my favourite talks. It is, very like, much. I I have a big bromance for Klaus Thompson.
1: Superman like, crush. Yeah,
0: I don't think he reciprocates though. Oh. Yeah, he doesn't like me following him home at night. <laughs> Does anyone? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just sitting in these bushes because they're comfortable. Oh, <laughs> Stephen,
1: is a little creepy.
0: Yes, I am still very creepy. But no, the, the, the panel discussions are uh, uh, something new we started in uh, with the Bristol Guild stuff, wasn't it? Really, we we toyed Was with it, it in the past. I think so. We did in Prague.
1: No, no, we did it all the way back in Nice in 2013
0: oh but that was just because we were trying to fill content this was actually a conscious decision <laughs> do you not remember
1: yeah like, but it was a conscious decision purely because we had done it back and the panel di-
0: and, and those panel discussions were different because there were people not necessarily who'd spoken where yes. this, this, I, I, I actually, think this I, was a different yeah
1: it, it is yeah. a different thing but I think um, I kind of like doing the panel discussions with people who haven't spoken yes. because then, because I think what happens when, when the panel discussions do sort of go in the opposite direction from where we're expecting them to go because you know there's always a certain amount of planning and pre-thought that goes in advance um, is because Because people have so many leftover questions from those talks. Sometimes it becomes in danger of, you know, everyone just like one talk really engaged the audience in a particular way or something or it's a very divisive topic and so you get people asking lots of questions to just one person instead of to, you know, the panel of three people that are sitting there. Um,
0: I love it when people on the panel ask other panelists questions. That is my like favourite thing. That, is, that, is, that was yeah.
1: one of my favourite thing about one of the Prague panels. Well, I think it was the, the afternoon Prague panel that oh. we had for BG's collab. Oh gosh, um, that
0: was like in water. It was. It was so good <laughs> because everyone just sort
1: of jumped in because it was Chris and Joanna and Tibor. No, it wasn't Tibor. No, it was Adam. It was Adam, that's yes, right. Yes. Um, I thought that was very good. Yeah.
0: No, no. It was, it was hard though. Yeah. Yeah, because Calais just sat on the end staring into space. Mm. Thanks, mm. Calais. You really helped me out there, buddy. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, really, Calais. We do. Even if your logo looks a lot like the Has Been one.
1: Oh, <laughs> shade.
0: I got sent it by somebody to say it looked like. Oh, it, I'm, I, sure, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: oh, it's different. It's got it's got a little lightning bolt instead of the steam. You know. Mm. I mm. guess
0: it is just a cup.
1: And also, I mean, it's a cup and a it's, it's very red, red though. Yeah. yeah
0: because I invented. <laughs> I invented the color red in my <laughs> lunch break in two thousand
1: and three. No. I did.
0: No. I did It didn't exist before that. No. Yeah. Mm. So, So, um, talks coming up. Uh, yeah, we so... re- do the recap stuff, and then we can get onto the topic oh. stuff. Is there anything else we've got to recap?
1: Oh, recap, recap, recap. No, I, I don't. I think so. Like we had some. The last recap time you Recap like I... Rico. <laughs> no. Um we had the last time you and I spoke was Ben Jibidi.
0: Oh, lots of feedback on that one. Personal yeah, feedback. Really, uh, really people strange. coming up to me and kinda of going,
1: Is he so perfect? Yeah. And he was
0: like, I couldn't find the faults.
1: <laughs> 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 he is. I think he's I think he's incredible. Um after that we did well, we had our last Cup North video, which mm. was the end panel there, which is super short and sweet. We put that out when we were in Antwerp because we were all just like, huh, ah, too much going on. Um and that was fun because everybody had wine, so oh, that always wine. makes panel discussions better. And yeah. um, there was the walking tour of Dublin, which wasn't really a walking tour, which you've mentioned already, which is great. And by the way, if we have the map online, if you've missed that bit, it's under the World Coffee Throwing Championship yeah. bit of the site now. Yeah. So that if you go to register and you want to find other things to do in Dublin, we've made one giant map of everything that was mentioned in Colin and Jair's podcast plus Colin's super mega massive list of. Stuff.
0: Can, can I just make a, 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 a one point here? I don't know. That this is to our listeners. So, uh-huh. are you listening? If you're coming to Dublin for the WBC... And you want a recommendation for somewhere to go and eat, somewhere to go and drink, somewhere oh. to go and visit, something to go and do? Please go and listen to the podcast or the extensive post that we've put on Tam Tam, or the extensive post that Colin's put up on uh, on his personal blog as well. Yeah.
1: And please stop emailing me! What's <laughs>
0: wrong with you people?
1: Oh my god! Like, you just need a text expander response oh. now. That's like here's where to find all of the lists, and we're sure some other no, 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 no!
0: People are emailing me saying, "I read the lists. Where can I go?"
1: And it's like, <laughs> that's what the list is for. I
0: don't have a secret list for your special friends. No. It's like, that's all the places to go. And it, it, I know particularly for Colin, we were talking yeah. about this on the car on the drive down to Cork <laughs> and he was getting very frustrated. It's like, we want to help people. We want them to, you know, but like, that's why we've done those resources yeah. far better than any email we can type because it's like hours of work gone into constructing it and putting yeah. it together. Um, and it's a small city you will find places to go yourself
1: like, yeah i mean it's, it's a very walkable city it is probably like so when i lived up in sony batter which is sort of a, if you're looking at a map of dublin it's the sort of top left
0: mm-hmm. and
1: worked in grand canal um which is sort of bottom right when you're looking at a map of sort of city center proper like that's a 50-minute walk yeah like that's super easy to do it's not like london it's not you know it it there's a lot going on for such a small place, but it is very walkable and easy to and get And I around. think
0: the other thing is, is like, I, I know that I did this when I went to Atlanta in 2009, that I planned all the places I wanted to go to, yeah. and I went into the first place and people were throwing recommendations at me. Yeah. So actually, you just need one place. You just mm-hmm. need to go on to one place and then talk to your friendly bar person, friend, yeah. f- friendly restaurateur, friendly barista, and just say, where should I go next? Um, and I think that that is, um, yeah, like don't overplan Dublin. Like it would be no. my, like make sure you have somewhere to sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. Make sure
0: you have plenty of euros in your back pocket, and you'll be grand. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it is the kind of it, it lends itself to spontaneity, yeah. and that's always my favorite thing about about being there is that it is is very easy to be spontaneous because it is so little. Yeah.
0: And we have lots planned during that week as well. So we can actually help you fill your diary at this very moment. At
1: this very moment. Well, so here's the thing. I actually wish, because I know that there's tons of stuff going on and it was sort of a... Very tricky to nail down a date for world coffee throwing because it's like, I don't want to compete with all of these incredible stuff that's going on because, like, I want to be able to go to all of this shit too. (laughs) Um, but we do know a couple of things that are for sure happening that week, yes. Um, so for sure happening that week on the Thursday is the World Aeropress Championships. Um, also happening on that Thursday is the World Tea Brewers Cup, which is happening during the day, and then in the evening, there is sort of a A tea party, shall we say, um, at the new Coffee Angel. Um, Will there
0: there be sandwiches and cream teas?
1: That I don't know. You'll have to ask Kaz.
0: Kaz, can I have cream tea, please?
1: Maybe you should just compete.
0: Mm, No, my record of competing is not great.
1: Fair point, well made. Um, And then on the Friday, we have coffee throwing. So that's happening uh, Friday, June 24th. I mistyped it at one point, it's the 25th. I don't mean to confuse people. Um, But that is gonna be at the Bernard Shaw. It's gonna be the same place we did the Irish Nationals for 2015, but it's gonna be in a bigger area, bigger space. Um, Just, I think it's called Jam Yard or Jam Area or something like that, it's rough and ready to go. Perfect for co- throwing coffee in and um, just hammering down the details with the guys there because they're super cool and I'm, I'm very excited. I think it's, it's going to be good. We've already got some registrations coming in because I just sort of like put it out there on the MailChimp because we always like to give people on the MailChimp a little bit of a heads up and yep. um, like Katie Carjulo's is going to throw, Woohoo! Emily Oak is going to throw coffee. Like, oh. um, I think we even have Tim Vardy in to do some hosting slash judging slash so stuff. That like, means I can get drunk. Yeah. You can do it all. Well, I mean, isn't that sort of the point of the judging anyway? But it
0: was last time.
1: It's kind of like the drunken brewers' cup, without any drinking of coffee. You know. Yeah. Um. It's all about uh, less debauchery. Slightly less debauchery. I don't know. Last time there was there was a fair amount of debauchery. Yeah. At North. Yeah. There was there was Ooh. some some water bottles emptied on people and yeah national anthems. Vilified and <laughs> yeah, it was it, it got interesting. Um, but I think I think it's going to be lots of fun. And it, I mean, it's super relaxed and chill, and it, it doesn't take very long. There's going to be beer, and there's going to be music. Like, it's a, I'm thinking, I'm ways. thinking about
0: competing for Bolivia, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I've been,
0: yeah, so that must mean I can,
1: sure. <laughs> I mean, we make the rules, don't we? <laughs> yeah, and I'd like to compete
0: in the lightweight,
1: sure, group. go for it, yeah, lightweight, yeah, I can see that, yeah. Easy Pie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's happening. Um, I of course there's going to be a WBC party. I think there's an Oliver party. I'm sure there's going to be like the Marco party. I God only knows when that's going to be, but it's going to be in Dublin. You know, it's going to be massive. So um, I'm sure at some point somebody <coughs> Sprudge will put out a, an overall list of what's happening in Dublin. all the parties. All the parties. But if you if you just make sure you mark down the Friday, and if you want to register, link will be up and and stuff like that. Like it is going to be so much fun Uh, some of the irish champions have already registered as well nice so they are there and ready to go so they wouldn't miss it for the world fantastic
0: Uh, it's going to be good fun so yes um yeah keep an eye on some other website to find out when that stuff's happening not us
1: i mean i thought about trying to pull it all together and i went there are other people who can do this far more efficiently and better than i am because they get regular press releases whereas i'm the one who usually sends the press release so yeah not going to step on any toes here yeah just just keep an eye out for that list when it comes out and we should be on it
0: Fantastic. That's not a Segway, though. No. Mm. Have you ever seen the uh, chimpanzee riding on a Segway video? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you later. You'll love it. Oh, um, goodness. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it, it's, a, it's an old favourite from when Andy worked with us. That used to be played a lot. We wanted a Segway and a chimpanzee. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, this is not a Segway. About segues. But um, if we're going to jump into stuff that's been happening recently, mm-hmm. so obviously we've been planning coffee throwing. Yes. Um, but uh, if we're going to talk about holidays, I sort of halfway took a holiday and I went home Ooh. to see my family, which was lovely. Um, but while I was there, I took a quick jaunt up to New York and checked Can out. Can I do the my
0: semantics so of New York?
1: Very well done. Okay. Maybe just just stop there. Yeah.
0: Maybe I could just do like a, a, a no MC and just sing that in between each um,
1: present, presentation. I mean, I know we're going to be doing things a little bit differently there, but I don't know if that's actually going to draw people in. You're not Zachary Carlson, Steve.
0: <gasps> oh, that's hurtful.
1: I'm sorry. I know mm. you really want to be. I do.
0: I do. I try a lot. <laughs> it's not fair. He's oh. way too cool. Yeah it's my favourite thing of this broadcast.
1: is the songs I know
0: yeah and they've dropped off a little bit recently they weren't one for a couple of episodes so Aww. yeah
1: miss the songs yes you listening fellas we miss the songs
0: yeah and Zachary if you can make like a greatest hits CD or downloadable via iTunes you will make at least three four dollars
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Steve will buy all four copies yes um but uh, yeah, so I went, I went to go check out some, some stuff in New York because um, as we've been sort of quietly releasing little bits and pieces here and there, because I get really nervous about sort of pushing details before I have all the nailed down. But you know what? Like, let's go ahead and do it. If you haven't heard already, we are going to New York in September. We are. It is our first American show ever.
0: I'm trying to break the US. I'm like, I, I'm... break the US. Well, break into the US. It's like the Beatles going I'm, for the I'm first time. I'm not sure time. it's
1: comfortable either way you put it, really.
0: Yeah. Well, I normally have to try and break in because customs don't like me going in there. <laughs> You've um, been to
1: too many Central American
0: Yeah, movies. but no, no, it's this, I, I like to kind of put me and Colin like the Beatles. Yeah. Um, and we're going to turn up and we're going to try and break the US with our rock combo kind of outfit. Um, maybe, maybe more wham.
1: Than mm, Beatles, mm, yeah. you can't see the face I'm making right now, listeners, but it is very skeptical indeed. Which
0: one's George Michael and which one's Andrew yeah. Ridgely okay. Though. Okay.
1: Anyway, New York, mm. September. <laughs> Hopefully, um, not breaking into the US, as it were, um, or even just breaking. But I, I think I think it's going to be really fun. So we're 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 going to be working with um, Taylor Street, which are our, our friends over here mm-hmm. um, in the UK. They've recently opened up a new shop in New York. As
0: nobody in America would help us at all. <laughs>
1: not
0: true. We didn't um, ask actually. Taylor no. Street were our first port of call because they have a new shop that we want to take advantage of,
1: um, and also just because they're super good friend. Like Andrew Tolley's been a massive supporter for. He he spoke in Nice all the way back. Like mm-hmm. he's he's a good friend, and a lovely person, and we really like Andrew. Yes. Um, but they do they have an exciting new shop there. It is super cool. I got it. I got a chance to go see it and um, meet with the head barista, Coco. Um, so what's really interesting about this shop is it a it took them a long time to get off the ground um, and. They so they, they brought over several employees from sort of the UK bit of the company. Um, but that's not what held them up. What held them up was just you know American building permits and stuff like that, but what's been really interesting to see is that because they had that time being held up before they could actually open but the baristas were already there um is that the baristas have really made the shop their own it's super exciting they've got an incredible positive vibe like they were doing things like filling holes in the walls and painting and like building the tables and stuff like that and it's gorgeous um really stunning shop and and that's open so we're, we're gonna be there um they're currently not open on sunday so we're gonna take over on a sunday Gosh. uh in september september 25th um they are super excited. We're super excited. It's going to be really good. So we are starting to put together the program. Uh, we've already got a couple of things nailed down. And obviously we'll be releasing a lot more details later. But um, please, mark it in your diaries. It's going to be super cool.
0: And that's the week after? The it's the week after
1: New York Coffee Fest.
0: So just hang around for a week.
1: Yeah. I you mean, can. there's there's... I mean, there's nothing to do in New York for a week, is there? No, yeah.
0: no, no. It's a very quiet little town. Yeah, there's yeah, I mean,
1: I I know hanging around New York for a week is gonna be really hard, but um, yeah.
0: No, yeah, I, I, can you can you share anything about the lineup, or we have we got a particular th- way we're going?
1: So it's been interesting. Like, there's with everything that's going on, I think there's there's been such a proliferation of coffee talk events, mm. right? And. We get we get lots of we get lots of positive feedback from people. We also get really really good constructive feedback from people. And some of the feedback we got back from Antwerp was twenty minutes is not long enough. Twenty mm-hmm. minutes is really hard to deep dive into something or to really take a look at something. So we're looking at doing things a little bit differently. And what's been really exciting is that I'm actually working quite closely with the Bruce, the team of Bruce's at Taylor Street to develop a program that is slightly different. Um, so I don't have anything I can really I feel comfortable because I just I want to make sure everything is like signed and eyes are dotted and Ts are oh, crossed it's but so boring. But I know, I know, I know, I know. But I think what's what's gonna happen is um we're going to have some cool coffee stuff going on downstairs because it's a it's a two-floor space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then upstairs is we're we're just basically taking over the upstairs. They've got they've got an interesting food program happening, so we're going to be providing lunch and working with them to to do some interesting stuff with food there, kind of the way that we did in Dublin yep. um all the way back in 2011, 2012.
0: So when will people be able to get their tickets and how many tickets will we have?
1: Hmm, I think we're going to have probably 80 tickets available because mm-hmm. um, it's not a massive space and also because we don't we we wanted to you know like the nice thing about antwerp in paris was that if the if you don't like that the space is full but it's not overly full um and you just get a nice vibe with people actually asking lots of questions it feels a little bit less scary than if it's like a massive hall. um so we really wanted to make this something that was was easy for people to jump in and really get involved with
0: So when can they buy the tickets and from where? Soon. Soon and from?
1: Our website. There we go. There you go.
0: That wasn't a very good plug for it was it
1: no, no. But, and I told you it wasn't it wasn't going to be a very no, good plug no but we need to start <laughs> getting people
0: excited and where they can find yeah. out so if you're signed up to the MailChimp you'll probably yeah, get you'll probably absolutely. get to hear about it before anybody else
1: absolutely um,
0: if you follow us on Twitter you'll probably find out next and if you follow us on Facebook you'll probably find out after
1: that yeah that's fair to say <laughs> and then if you
0: listen to the podcast you'll be the last to know <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah the MailChimp is usually like I, I think that's been a pretty solid place where we, we push, push a lot of stuff and how can people early. sign
0: up to the MailChimp
1: Ah, so if you go to www.tempertantrum.com slash listen, I believe is where you can find listen. all of the options um, from the iTunes stuff to the Podbean stuff to the MailChimp stuff, everything that's there, you can you can follow along. Um, super easy.
0: Super, super. Right, go on, what's next on your list? Oh,
1: do we have to Yeah, you've got the next? list,
0: you've got the list and I don't know where we're going with this. You're meant to be directing me. Oh. Do you remember you said you didn't like me being freewheeling and you wanted to direct me?
1: I've changed my mind. Okay. It's too hard to direct you. Yeah. Even when I prepare, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult to rein you in, Steve. That's what we love about you. That's spontaneous. Um SAE. Unification. I swiped left. Oh. Is that a good thing? I don't I don't use Tinder. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thinking <laughs> Dubai,
1: <laughs> you still got the reference <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I, I, have, I have a a son who is in he's, he's nineteen years old who gave me a quick demonstration of.
1: Is this a thing? So my brother did the same thing to my father. It's
0: really weird. I, it, went... I felt very uncomfortable with it.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. I don't yeah. understand. Very uncomfortable. Uh, um. But no, yes. Apparently, the swipe left is if you don't like them, and okay. swipe right is if you do like them. Cool. Yeah, and he did a lot of swiping left. He's got very picky for a ginger. But um, yeah So the the unification has been
1: Approved
0: by SCAE SCAE. Mm. We're just waiting for SCAA to decide Don't you feel a little bit like You've asked somebody out, and they're just pausing a little bit longer. <laughs> just a bit. So I got told this great story. It's nothing to do with coffee. Okay, cool. But the, so the, this uh, this guy, was he always arranged bachelor parties for his friends. Yeah. And when he got to get married, they didn't organise anything for him at all. And he was just like, dude, what's happening? Like, where's, where's my bachelor party? But nothing happens. And then on the day of his wedding, his best man, his bride's walking down the aisle, and his best man just leans towards him and says... This is your bachelor party. You get a thousand euro for every second. You don't say I do. Oh. And this guy, had, they'd spent all the money on the wedding and hadn't got a honeymoon planned or anything. Yeah. And when they, they says, do you take this woman to be your lovely wedded wife, to love and to hold until death you do part? 18 seconds. <laughs> 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 and that's what the SCAA are doing to us at the moment. We're on about 14 seconds and they still haven't come back to mm. us.
1: It's going to be at least another month, I think, based on the, their voting timeline and stuff, at least, if not longer. Mm-hmm. 14 seconds. It's a long time to wait.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd it, be interested to see where it goes. You, I mean, it was very obviously going to be a yes for unification. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's far too many of the board. and like. So at the minute in the UK, we've got the EU referendum coming up where you've got the yes and no campaign. <sighs> yeah, and it's like, but you have at least you have a balance of people saying yes and the people about it. Mm-hmm. I I didn't hear anybody saying no from our, from from anywhere anywhere really I think I didn't
1: hear anybody really saying anything until there was a big push to get people to say stuff at all yeah um which i think is really interesting but I mean not not surprising I think I think it's true when whenever you do something that is like a membership organization or even sort of like what we do you know a lot of work goes in behind the scenes and you feel like you're making an impact or you're doing something or that that people are invested in or whatever and then you don't get anything back, and it's. I think it's just really hard to engage people that way. Mm-hmm. And even if you are doing some really amazing work behind the scenes, um, like when you touch a membership organization. Sorry, I shouldn't have used the word "touch" around you. But if you, <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you are catering to a membership organization that is that large, I think it's really hard for each individual member to feel like. Stuff is being done for them, even if you were doing incredible, amazing, super hard work.
0: No, I, f- I feel that we're very good at getting out the message to vote. Mm-hmm. But every every message I heard to vote was to vote for unification. Mm-hmm. I didn't. There, there wasn't a, a counter argument. But maybe there isn't a counter argument. Like maybe the, there's absolutely no point us being on our own and uh, we should unify. Would like, you?
1: Who would you have wanted to see the counter-argument from, that? Would you anyone. have wanted to see it from SCAE think, as I, well? I, I, or? Well,
0: what it says to me is we have a board that are very one-sided towards unification. If nobody on that board was vocal enough to come out and say, I actually think this is a bad thing, and this is why. Mm-hmm. And there are arguments for it. There are. We can get very diluted. Our voices can get very lost in Europe. Um, actually, as an organisation, we're ticking along quite nicely. We're making the, the you know they're making money. They're investing in mm-hmm. things like uh, the research stuff that's going on, yeah. and it's very specific research to us. Not necessarily just focused on the US. It's stuff that yeah. the, the Europe want to focus on. Mm-hmm. So there's a, I think there's a whole heap of arguments to actually stay as a separate organisation. Mm-hmm. But there were none of those arguments coming from the board, and I think that's that's a problem. Like, I, I think like, we've obviously accumulated a board of people that want to unify. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, if we look back in 10 years and think it was a bad decision, you know, should we have had a more balanced board that were voting, you know, that may not want to vote for unification and actually put a counter-argument. So the two arguments could be held up together, mm-hmm. say, look, this is the reason to unify. This is the reason not to unify. Now go and make a decision.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think you spent too much time with the BBC. I think the like the BBC has a has a has a an obligation yeah, to, to showcase, yeah, to, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, so. What's interesting about that is so you elect members to the board, and then that means that the people that are on the board, the people that have been elected, if they're all for unification, maybe it's not a platform they ran on because. We don't really run on platforms for boards here, do we? You no. sort of put a profile up and people vote and that's it. And it's really more of a... I won't say a popularity contest, but certainly a name recognition thing. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit more of a shot in the dark sometimes, I think, um, than it is when you're looking at other stuff. But I um, stood
0: for the board and then wasn't allowed to and had to take my name down.
1: Oh, I know.
0: I'm still upset about that. I
1: know. I'm yeah. sorry.
0: He still keeps me awake at night. I wanted to go and listen to David Veal talk.
1: I don't know where to go with that stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> But, like, it, so I I think if the board was strongly in favour of unification, it's because the membership put that board in place, and it's kind of like a de facto voting situation anyway. No, to be
0: fair, though, the board was already in place when they decided to have this vote, because the new board members are joining mm-hmm. after um, after Dublin, aren't they? That's yeah. when the, 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 the votes are, are coming and stuff. So uh, the fact that, like, there was no opportunity for a anti-unification kind of unification person to stand. And yes, I think you're right, we don't stand on platforms, but that could have been a platform to stand on. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then if they didn't get voted in, then that's fine. But yeah. there wasn't even an opportunity for that. And I, and I just like to hear both sides of the argument. Mm-hmm. Like the EU referendum stuff at the minute on TV in the UK, all you get, is, yes, campaign, Brexit, yes, campaign, Brexit, you know, the kind of like, and you get to hear the talk, and you know, one set of them are lunatics, and the other side seem to be less lunatic, kind of like less crazy, less bizarre, so then you can make your decisions from those things, but there was no counter-argument to not unify, mm-hmm. there was nothing, mm-hmm. I, I've seen nothing come out from the SCAE, apart from all of the board members saying, you should vote, I voted to unify. Yeah. And Would
1: you like to see that come from SEAA?
0: yeah for sure like i listen we we get we're going to get married and we're going to really change the way that our organizations run i think yeah. it's a, it's the most important step that either of the uh, coffee associations have ever made yeah um you know and and I see lots of positives for it. I'm not just saying that I think no, it's a no, bad I thing. Know, I know. Like I do see the positives for us teaming together. But I do also see lots of negatives. And I do worry about the voice being lost, diluted, changed. Like The, the way that we drive our current board is if the board don't do a good job. And I, and I think it's fair to say that four or five years ago we had a board that was not really moving in the right direction for the specialty coffee industry. And I think we have a board now that are. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually, there's been so many positive things achieved in the last five years that they should be applauded for that. But they may not be able to do that once they're unified because they're going to have another set of people that may want to go in a different direction, may want to do different things, may want to take it somewhere else. Uh, And there's been no argument or nothing presented that that could be a thing.
1: You know what they're going to say if they hear you say that, yep. which is that you need to get involved.
0: Yeah, tried to. <laughs> wouldn't let me stand for vote on the board. Was, was very oh. ready to get involved. Yes. Wasn't allowed.
1: Yes. I don't know. So I, I, I agree. Yeah, there's there's positives and there's negatives on both sides. And, and is as
0: if they'd let me anywhere near that board. I'd mentioned oh. hostile takeover at least 20 times every meeting. <laughs> like, they're not going to let me anywhere near it. <laughs>
1: No, i i think, I think and i certainly always... wouldn't win
0: any popularity contest that's for sure
1: well that's why i said it wasn't a popularity contest it was a name recognition contest if it's a name ooh, recognition ooh, contest
0: people know my name
1: well you are the man in the red suit
0: i am the man in the red suit i'll stand on that uh, <laughs> on, on that, that platform. platform yes
1: <laughs> um like i think i don't know i just when i think about the i agree it's a massive step and i think that there's sh- there will probably be people in place who are fighting for the interests of of the little people as well um or that the people whose voices you're, you, you are concerned are going to get lost. I also see a world in which they don't unify and they become massive competitors. And that just feels terrible.
0: Yeah, but I, 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 you see, we, we seem to be thinking very black and white that we can either unify mm-hmm. or we can't unify. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a great opportunity to share services. So... Um, Lots of people don't know on the podcast, but I'm a local politician in Stafford. And we have two councils, mm-hmm. uh, one in Cannock, one in Stafford, that share a lot of services. They're separate entities, they run their own things, but when it comes to human resources, mm-hmm. or when it comes to IT, yeah. or when it comes to other departments, they share the resources, so they share the cost, cut down the management of those things, mm-hmm. and, and and save money, but also, they don't compete with each other. So right. they manage to get the, the best people to do those jobs in their things. So for instance, you look at the the, the Sea, I refuse to call it Sky. I will never call it Sky because um, that's what I watch my TV on. Yeah. Um, but like you know, if we had an education program that we shared services of. So we actually combined SCIA and SCIE, and then you, we used the same education program, but we shared the profits of that, mm-hmm. or we shared the fruits of that, or we shared things like research, where we actually shared the services, but we remained as... It seems to be that we've only thought there's only one way of doing this.
1: But isn't that pretty much what they're pitching, though?
0: No, you see, because the, what they're pitching is that we're going we, to share these services, but we're just going to become one... Uh, One big happy family. Mm -hmm. And I think it's fair to say that we are very different organisations. Although there's lots in common, and we share similar names with different letters in them, we we, we are quite different in the things that we need. So, for instance, SCAA, I know a big thing for them is their trade show is super important and makes lots of money for them. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think it's fair to say the trade show of SCAE, although important, I don't think it doesn't really make... That much money for you know for the organization and like it, it's a different trade show mm-hmm. you know you look at the education programs what they were the way they went with their education program the way that SAE went with the their education program were yep. very different mm-hmm. so you know it kind of who, who wins who decides that one is better than the other when it's a unified thing I think can create a lot of a lot of differences a lot of impact and a lot of problems mm-hmm. that some people are going to be banging desks saying no that's not important to us and somebody's going to be banging a desk on the other side saying it's important to us and you're going to have an equal board of equal members that it could stifle development like in the worst case scenario
1: could i think i think actually you're you're sort of taking my pessimistic view of things i'm not i'm not arguing that it's not going to be difficult, but I also think that there's, a, there's probably going to be a tendency, like all of the messaging I've seen so far, and, and yes, messaging is one thing, spin is one thing, whatever, but everything I've seen so far seems to indicate that they understand that the needs of the two communities are quite different and that there's nothing that's going to change in the sense that they're not going to continue to look after those communities in that way.
0: Okay, shall I, shall I be really controversial? You're prepared to be really controversial. If the podcast cuts at this point, then we suddenly go, so that was interesting. Jen decided it was too controversial. (laughs) But let's look at something that SCAA and SCAE work together on, which is WCE. Mm -hmm. So WCE is joint owned by the two organisations and was brought together to make events happen in a far more smoother and uh, professional way. And I think lots of those objectives have been achieved. But do you think it would be fair to say that WCE is far more SCAA-led than SCAE-led? Now, I say that because of the personnel who are involved, the people who run it, the people who work for it, the individuals Mm -hmm. within it. uh, It it has a very heavy US base, although it's a company set up in Dublin. It's changed quite a bit. Yes, yeah, but which would you say works more towards... My personal, and this is a personal thing, this is mm-hmm. nothing apart from I feel it has a more US, Asia focus than it does a Europe focus. So it comes to Europe and it does uh, World of Coffee and it does the Latte Art and the Coffee and Conspiracy mm-hmm. and things like that, unless it goes somewhere else. But then you go to Asia and they're doing all star events, they're going to, you know, US, they're, they're, they're doing other uh, events there. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, I, and I feel that it's like the, the, the lean towards is more SCAA than SCAE. As a, as, a, as a personal yeah. view looking in. Yeah. Now, this is the danger of the organization that comes together. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we're going to have an equal board, but we have an equal board on WCE as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it necessarily transposes to being equal in the focus on what is done.
1: I disagree. I think you're lumping in Asia with SCAA when I would argue that SCAE has a larger presence in Asia than SCAA does. Mm-hmm. And so I think in, in that case if they're running lots of events in Asia and America, then that's not, and, and honestly, like, okay, not, not to, oh, maybe this is a little bit too controversial, <laughs> but essentially like, like, Are we
0: editing this bit out then? Yeah, no, no. We're, we're just we're talking gonna, <laughs> and it's never going <laughs> to make it.
1: No, we're not going to edit this bit out. But if you look at what's been done in Europe so far, we've been doing stuff in Europe. Like, and, and, and there's been a fairly good relationship. I mean, like to a certain extent, like there's, it, they haven't been doing lots of stuff in Europe because we've already been filling the gap, or because Bristol of Europe is filling the gap now, or or whatever. Like, there's not. Maybe they don't see the same kind of market for that. And this is all entire speculation because I don't work for no. them anymore. No, no. Um, but I, I I don't necessarily think that by saying that that it's it's 100% US led. I think no, Europe but it but it
0: it's an example that I'm throwing up there. Yeah. I think definitely the, the the management structure of it mm-hmm. is is very US led. Whether you like you know you kind of agree that they're doing more in one place than the other place or whatever. And if you are in that, that place and you're gonna, most of your contacts are going to be with those people in the SCAA, there is going to be a tendency because there's going to be more opportunities thrown your way because mm-hmm. you're actually in the same time zone, same country, going to the same meetings, yeah. coming up with the same ideas. And that's the thing that worries me about unification is that we, we end up in a place where it becomes stronger one side or the other. I'm not. am like I'd be. I'd be equally as concerned if SCIE ended up with a stronger presence over SCIA and took mm-hmm. it in a different way because that's trouble ahead of the line. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want my my specialty association to be having a problem further down the line because yes. I just want them to do their job. You know, I want the, I want them to give me an, an opportunity to associate with peers in the industry. I mm-hmm. want them to lobby on my behalf. I want them to do education. Um, I don't really want to. Them to do politics, like yeah. I'm, that's the last thing I want them to do. Yeah. I want them to work for me, and I want them to give me the things that I need as a as a you know a, a, a coffee roaster. Yeah. Um, not just in Europe, but but across the world, and you know, yeah. I I don't think scae has been has been doing such such a bad job that we kind of need to get come together. And I think SCAE have been doing a great job for their mm. theirs. So there is an argument to like why mess with it if everything's been going okay. And I think they have been, and they've been improving, and things have been getting better, and it's been serving its members better than it did five years ago, better than it did 10 years ago, better than it did 15 years ago. So, I don't know. I I just wish there'd been more talk about, a more balanced approach to it, a more BBC approach to
1: it. I think that's a fair complaint. I, I think, yeah, I won't argue with that. I think it's also, I understand where you're coming from and I don't disagree with certain points, but I think it's far more nuanced than... Then I, I think one of the reasons why you're not seeing both sides is because it's very difficult to put this into terms, because it's not black and white, like you said, because it's a very grey...
0: Well, I think the only thing we've actually voted for is to go further ahead with unification, isn't it? It's not actually to unify, isn't it, just to, to sit down and to take it to a further point?
1: Um... No, I think I think they are. I think this is really we've consented reunified. for them
0: to get married.
1: Yeah, oh, I think I think that's exactly what's happened.
0: I'm going to set up the SCISS
1: Specialty oh, Coffee Lord. Association of Stafford. <laughs> Population one.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I'll be the most important member.
1: Mm, that would please you, wouldn't it? Yes. I don't, I don't know. I, I yeah. I think it really. I'm going has to have my own
0: barista to... championships, and I'm going to aim see them all.
1: Because that's really what you want, That's isn't all it? I want. That's really if, what Steve wants. If
0: they could have told me they'll unify and I'd be allowed to do the WBC MCing, then I would be all for it.
1: You're very easy to please, Steve. Yeah, yeah, I am.
0: I'm a man of very simple needs. A microphone in an audience. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry, listeners. Yes,
0: yes. So, yeah, that was fairly controversial.
1: That was. I yeah. um, was not anticipating that to happen at all. See, this is what happens. See, I, I come with a list... And even when I am involved, shit happens.
0: Yeah, so you can't blame us for going off topic now. No. Because you can't even manage it. So how are we meant to? Oh.
1: It's easier when I'm not the one talking and I can listen to you and send you jabs via Skype.
0: Mm. Yeah, which you do often. Yes, often. So is there anything else on your list that we've got to...
1: No, I don't think so. So I mean, like we are, we are rolling ahead towards. Oh, I can't believe how fast 2016 is going. This is absolutely mental. We've got coffee throwing. We've got New York after New York. We've got Manchester. Um, Steve has stolen the list for me. Stolen the list. Me. Make sure um, we haven't missed anything important. Manchester. We are going to be working with Cup North again because Dream Team Hannah and Ricardo are awesome. Um, again, doing something a little bit different there. I think. I think it's just a time of of upheaval, really. Oh, that was very rude. Um,
0: no, we've done everything. It's, that's pretty that's, much done. Is, yeah. that,
1: is, that a, is that a mark of approval then, you crumpling up the list and yeah. throwing it across the room? Yeah, no,
0: that means it's a job done. We this can... is what happens
1: <laughs> when you work in an office with Steve. Like, shit gets thrown at your head.
0: Ah, oh, no, 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 I got told I had to stop that after, after the last time. Yeah. An unnamed person, I gave them safety glasses. Yeah. And then I stood on the desk opposite them and threw pens at them.
1: He's so terrible. Sorry, what were you planning on talking about in New York, Steve?
0: Oh, human resources, yeah. Yeah, like how to
1: look after your employees properly.
0: That was looking after him. I gave him safety glasses.
1: Yeah, I don't know, guys. I
0: don't know. I've reformed now anyway. I've seen that is a bad thing and I apologised. Okay. And I will never do it again. I will not supply any safety glasses in the future.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, just because I wear glasses doesn't mean my eyes are protected (laughs) from your flying balls of paper, Steve.
0: Okay, okay. Am I doing that? Am I talking in New York?
1: I would like to have you talk in New York.
0: I'm talking in New York. Well, there we go. Yeah.
1: Um, no, bet... I'd, like, I'd like to have you and Colin both talk. I think um, it's been a while since you gave a talk. Obviously, Colin did fuck cupping. I'd like to do something that with, a, with fewer expletives. Um, because honestly... Can I so, call it fuck human resources? No. Um, <laughs> so I I monitor like all of the stuff with the website. And I have to tell you, the number of spam bots that started crawling after we put up fuck cupping... <laughs> I wait, Colin. The number of comments I now have to moderate because of you. <laughs> uh, no, no Okay, no. I can, I'm going
0: to get to work on that already then. Yeah, I've already, I've already been thinking a lot about it.
1: No, I would, I would love to do that, and I would really like to. I would really genuinely like to do something a little bit different in New York. I would. So if you want to, like, how about me and Colin do it together? That'd be fun. Well, and that could be very interesting because you guys have a have a very wide perspective on that because mm-hmm. you have very different businesses but like again sort of all intertwined and yet not no no um, to be decided yeah well we'll see anyway like the
0: SCIA's decision to be the, decided the
1: I's <laughs> have not been dotted the T's have not been crossed we are not officially announcing that um but yeah I would I would love to have you speak and I think that would be something really interesting to hear especially coming off the back of Antwerp mm.
0: yeah no I, I I got lots to want I want to talk about on that topic in, in lots of ways because um I like we're in Stafford, as we've already said, and Stafford is it, for international listeners you will never have heard of Stafford and people in u k listeners you probably haven't heard of Stafford either no. unless you've passed it on the motorway or on the train yeah um, but um it's really hard to get the right people as well and mm-hmm. and also i I feel that people from, not necessarily from London or a major city, mm-hmm. um, are motivated in very different ways mm-hmm. and, you, and, and so I, I would, that's why I really want to talk about this, yeah. is like, they actually have very different needs and you have very different employees, yes. like, you know, yeah. whereas a lot of places, um, if you're in a city, you will have uh, needs of a career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something that came through very much in uh, some of the talks and some of the conversations in uh, Antwerp yeah. was about you know careers and career baristas and what comes next and i i've got 10 people in the roastery that never want to do anything else but what they're doing yeah they're really happy doing it yeah. and it's monotonous boring you know work but you have to motivate them in a different way to make sure that they feel appreciated and liked yeah. um, and i have to deal with them very differently the way than the, the way i would deal with somebody like dale or somebody like you know, Chris or mm-hmm. Gary or Roland. So I, I, that's the, my talk. I really want to build around. It's yeah. like human resources is not a one size fits all, and yeah. that there are many ways of managing and dealing with people. So yeah.
1: I think it's going to be good. I may have
0: given everybody given the whole talk away already.
1: No, I I I think there's more to that because you also have you also have three fe to drop on. You have drop to drop on like drop to drop up. Hmm. Yeah, but I I I think
0: yeah no I think and I'm learning things from those two places in particular as well because I've never had a lot to do with it and that's yeah be good cool super. Shall we wrap up?
1: Please. Yeah, I'm done talking.
0: Um, I can't remember how we finish it now. Oh yeah, that's right. It's over and out, isn't it? It's a catchphrase. I love catchphrases.
1: I hate catchphrases.
0: Over and out. Catchphrase.